Welcome to The Blossom Experiment, a podcast in which we talk about authenticity, intuition, and intuitive living. My intention is to inspire and help you tap into your uniqueness so you can create a life that is meant for you and no one else. With your host, Camille Nerbo. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're on again with Bianca. So we have the second part of our beautiful human design episode. If you haven't tuned into the previous one, make sure to do so. It's episode 57. So literally one behind this one. So make sure to tune into that one. But on this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk a lot about some overall guidelines and support to help you live by your design, how it looks like when you live by our design so me both me and Bianca we share stories of our own lives and some of the magical things that happen when you do decide to live on your by your design and we also share some of the parts in our lives that we still are very ashamed quote-unquote or we still have some challenges to do so so it's a very interesting and I feel like applicable episode so it really showcases you how this could look like in real life if you decide to kind of go into this experiment of just living by your design so yeah it's a very beautiful episode make sure to tune in to the first one if you haven't also another thing that I really wanted to point out is that Bianca has decided to host a free online masterclass called how to thrive with human design and in this masterclass she will teach us how to integrate your design into your daily life and she will also give us an actionable roadmap and it's a just a beautiful masterclass class it's free and you'll still get a taste of how Bianca's um, approach to authentic living is it will be on March 21st so you can claim your spot at her website that I'll make sure to leave on the show notes for this episode or you can even just uh, DM her on Instagram at lifeforces underscore Bianca so yes let's go ahead and jump into the episode do we want to maybe make like a, a small summary of like energy type strategy and their strategy and then yeah. the authorities yeah just so we can wrap it and then go move forward okay <laughs> now that we understood the basis quote yeah unquote, it's yeah so it's very complex all right so yeah all right so the five energy types we've got our sacral people we've got our generators and manifesting generators they're responsible for like sharing energy and spreading it and spreading their enthusiasm. Their strategy is going to be a uh, wait to respond for a manifesting generator. You're probably going to add, uh, you know, wait to respond, then visualize, then inform other people of what you're doing. If other people are involved and then we have our non-sacral people. So we have our projectors who are our guides, our wonderful guides and teachers who are here to make things more efficient and help us use our energy better. They are meant to wait for the invitation or create opportunities for invitations. Then we have our manifestors who are here to initiate things, here to share their truth, um, to start movements, to start companies, whatever. Um, they don't really have to wait for anything, but they've got to inform people of what they're doing, especially when other people are involved. And then finally, we have reflectors who are our open, all energy centers, open people. They're reflecting the health of their community around them. They can be proponents for peace, you know, 
um, if they're in a good place and their, um, their strategy is going to be wait a lunar cycle because their authority is the moon. And then bringing it back to our authorities. So we have the three main ones, um, which most people are going to have, which is sacral. So that's like the gut feeling, the yes or no, like, is this my thing or not? That's it. And then our emotional people who to make a decision are going to have to ride that emotional wave until they come to a point of clarity. And then our splenic people, which are going to listen to their instincts in the moment. Um, and that instinctual voice is probably going to speak once and maybe also be very quiet. So we got to really like tune into it. And then we have our less common ones, which are ego authority, self-projected authority, um, mental and lunar cycle, which I talked about. So ego is just like, this is what I want to do. Period of end, period, end of story. Like I want to do this thing. I want to see it through. And then, yeah, self-projected and mental projected both have to do with like talking things out in their own way. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much for the summary. I think this is like really good. Without getting that much into it, but just so we can paint like a little picture, because I feel like this is also another important part of, at least like for me, it was really important. What does the profile part of human design, how does that interplay in your life and in your chart? Yeah. Why is it important to know it, for example? Totally. Profiles can be pretty important because it's kind of an extra layer to everything. It has to do with our personality, right? So it also adds another layer of how we're meant to interact with the world. So there's six different profile lines in different configurations. And the t- those two numbers kind of can tell us a lot about a person and how they're, they're sort of meant to show up and what kind of energy they, they represent to other people. Uh, Yeah. So the first number is always um, like the personal number. So it's like, Mm. it's an energy that we are really familiar with. And then the second number is um, like unconscious. So sorry, the first number is conscious. The second number is unconscious, Mm. quote unquote, because it's like an energy that is very much a part of us, but we don't always really understand. It's more that like other people can see it in us can see it in us very obviously. So that's one way of looking at them. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. When you look at your chart, it's like you have all of the energy types, uh, the, sorry, the, the energy centers, and then mm-hmm. some of them are colored, some are not. And then you have the little numbers on it, then you have the arrows, and then you have the things on the left, the things on the right. And it can be a little bit like, complex and daunting but then the profile really helps you understand like your yourself is that or do they do it does it also help you understand um things that you should be doing more or less of in the world like specific actions or something like that yeah i think so so i'll speak to our profile since we share the same one even though we're different energy types so kemi and i are both two fours Uh, and once I learned this, I was like, oh, like I really had an aha moment. I don't know about you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I, I respected that much to be honest, like, cause of the two, the two really gets me. Cause I, I think my people pleaser thing doesn't let me go there that much, like in the hermit. Mm. 
Yeah. So, okay. We'll talk about the two first. So the two is the hermit, like in, in the kind of original iteration of, um, human design, the two is the hermit. So kind of a weird word, but essentially Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with like this energy that's like really needs a lot of alone time, but is also can be a natural at things like we're not the people that need to spend hours and hours and hours studying something like if we're meant to retain that information, I believe like we pick it up pretty fast and we kind of develop mm-hmm. it into our own thing. And we need the time away from people to really like hone in on that. Right. But then the two, four is really such a paradox because the second number is the four, which is the opportunist, which has so much to do with people in your network, like getting you and calling you out for certain opportunities. So it's like, on one hand, we're this like little hermit in our own world doing our thing, you know, figuring things out. And then on the other hand, you know, we're part of this like bigger network and people are like, oh, Kemi, like help me with this. You're so good at this. Like Bianca work on this project, whatever. Um, So it's like, we have this very much alone part of us. And then uh, this other part that's very interconnected with other people and part of a network and um, getting opportunities from the people around us. Yeah, I feel that a lot. I was thinking about that yesterday. And I feel like when you don't really respect or honor your profile as well, you go back to the not self or you go back to, I don't know, I feel like I lose myself a lot if I don't respect my alone time, if I don't give myself these introspective moments. I feel like I am I I literally feel like I lose myself in other people. Like I just don't know who I am anymore. I forget what grounds me into my person. You know, it's really interesting as well to see those patterns. Totally. So while we were like making a a hook with everything that we talked about now with the like taking action and everything like that, because I feel like human design, as much as it can be very complex, it can also be quite um, actionable. Yeah. So my question for you is what part, and I think that you refer to it a little bit, but I would love for you to expand more on this. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of human design do you think it's the most um, helpful to know in terms of taking action and actually making a difference in your life so if someone for example could like would turn off this podcast now and then go do something because of like they just found out their energy type was about human design what could they do what area could they hone into so they could start living more in alignment with their design and their energy it's it's literally so boring in a way, but it's like the three basic things. It's like understanding your energy type, understanding your strategy and your authority and like playing around with them, right? Like not being afraid to try it out in your real life, even if it's something really small with, um, you know, just like what you want to eat or whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like my new job. Let You know, I've never experimented my, with my authority, but let me like manifest my new job blah blah blah. it's like no I think we gotta we gotta build it up we gotta build up the trust in it Mm. and and see where it takes us but like yeah I refer to those three things as like it's like the holy trinity of human design because things can get really complicated but if we're not grounded in those three things it kind of doesn't really matter it's like okay you know your incarnation cross and you know about all your gates but like 
you're not making decisions according to your authority, like it's not going to get you very far, in my humble opinion. Mm, interesting. And are there, I don't know, maybe they're not. Okay, so maybe you can just answer no if they're not. But are there specific, like if if I was, I don't know, a manufacturer and there, if there was the one thing that I could do right now to get myself in alignment what would be like one action step, quote unquote, that you would recommend um, or inspire, I don't know, or invite each one of the energy types to take to become more in alignment like today, right now? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with manifestors. So for manifestors, I would just say like, stop caring so much about what other people think. And just because people aren't on board the first time you say something doesn't mean other people down the line aren't going to support you. So step away from the people pleasing or like also because manifestors have what's known as a repelling aura. Like mm. some people like energetically feel a bit put off by it, but those aren't your people. So just know that there's going to be people that are on board with what you're doing, but it's not going to be everyone. And that's that. Yeah. Nice. So for projectors, I would say like really value your rest and see it as as productive as your quote unquote working time. You know, naps are very important. Like studying things you like is very important. And even if it doesn't directly relate to how you help people, it will assist you in one way or another. That would be a main thing. For reflectors, I would say, like, don't feel weird if you feel like you're a bit shapeshifty and you're not like the most consistent person. That's okay. Like, you're meant to feel into different things, to try different things, whatever. Um, That's okay. (laughs) You're you're meant to be quite multifaceted and like reflect different uh, parts of humanity, really, like the whole spectrum of things. Um, with manifesting generators, um, don't feel guilty that you didn't finish that project or finish that book or finish that course. It's okay. Just honor the way that you want to pivot as long as it feels right for you. And then generators, don't be afraid to say no and have better freaking boundaries <laughs> with, mm. with that kind of stuff. Um, this is something I'm still unlearning. Um, Because even though to me as a generator, sometimes I feel like it's the most quote unquote, like basic energy type. It's just like, cool. I just like do things, but then I'm like, (laughs) okay, I can't do all the things, you know, that Mm -hmm. people are asking me to do or want me to do. Otherwise, like I'm going to be burnt out or like, it's whatever. I don't have time to do the things I fully want to do. So just like, yeah, being a, being okay with saying no, even if it doesn't feel logical. And yeah, getting good at boundaries with, with people in general. Absolutely love all of them, all of them. Cause you know, I, I really feel um, kind of frustrated when I'm listening to a podcast that explains human design or whatever. And I'm like, like, great. What do I do? You know? Yeah. Cause I think it's not, sometimes people can really not make it like not digestible and not actionable. So yeah. I love all of the things that you said. Cause I think it's like, the first step into that um, alignment with who you were designed to be 
So I love everything that you just said. Love it, love it, love it. Very actionable. And then speaking on that, I feel like there is this thing about living your living by your design, like living in alignment with your design, which would be um, like taking decision, making decisions through your authority, blah blah blah. So I would love to maybe for us to have like a little discussion or like a little conversation about how you live by your design and maybe some kind of like guidelines or ideas that each person could live by their design. Like, what are the things that you personally do? that you've seen a difference when you started living by your design like i gave the example of my authority how i make decisions and things like that so i think that could yeah. be really interesting for people to understand how it looks like you know great question so i am not always perfect with this right like I'm of a course human. i'm still yeah. i'm still totally learning but in terms of you know you know, honoring my generatorness, honoring my sacral authority, etc. So as I kind of said before, if I'm in a period of frustration, right, that's my not self, that's my clue that things aren't, you know, going as they're supposed to, I do my best to like take a step back and not force because the tendency, especially because I have so I have, you know, consistent energy as a generator is to just keep doing right. But I'm like, no, no, this doing is not work. Let's pause. Okay. And so then I just like tune in with my sacral on the most basic thing. So it's just like, you know, I want to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk. I just, I just do it. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that my life is flexible enough to be able to do Mm -hmm. that most of the time. Right. Uh, And then, you know, it's not always easy. This is something we talked about in one of our previous conversations, because it's like, you know, is honoring our authority um, always going to be easy or is it going to, you know, naturally get us out of our comfort zone? I will tell you, it certainly gets you naturally out of your comfort zone into a space of growth. Because for example, sometimes I'll get, um, there's something to respond to and it's a no. And like the people pleasing part of me is like, Bianca, Mm. you can't let that person down. Or like, are you serious? You said yes to this. You're changing your mind. Oh my God. Right. I'm having this like mind ego freak out. And if I'm in a place of like being mindful about it, I'm like, this is just a no, like, this is just a no. Um, what I think like one of the Olsen twins at one point said like, no is a full sentence or whatever. Love that yeah. quote. We gotta <laughs> I love that, that quote. Sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just love those sometimes. Anyway, um, but so I have to like just be like, okay, Bianca, it's a no. You feel it in your gut that it's a no. It's not the answer you wanted in a lot of ways, yeah. right? It's not the answer you wanted because maybe it's like, like I'm declining it. a client or a, a project or something, but it's like, it's a no. I have to honor that. And when I do that, it's so great because I might not get the benefit right, right away. Like I might not get Mm -hmm. the, whatever it is right away, but what I do get is, um, peace and I get the space for things to actually come in instead of me spending all my energy and saying yes to all these things when half of them were no, and then being frustrated and pissed off at myself because I don't have energy to do the things I want to do. Yeah. I love that. Because one thing that I think about a a lot is like, I don't know, as a projector, I constantly question myself like, okay, is the honoring the rest 
which is really important, but I'm like, how is that not procrastinating, you know, like, or something that society made it as wrong. And I'm always really afraid that like honoring your authority, honoring your energy type will lead me to my comfort zone instead of leading and like my self-sabotage mechanisms instead of leading me to new opportunities, leading me to growth and things like that. Because in my mind, of course, conditioning it's like, okay, what the fuck will I win? What what will I get if I'm just resting? Like, should I just take naps? Should I just like stay in front of the TV? Because that's what is most the most comfortable for me. And that's what I feel like doing now. Like, no, get up and do some, you know, and I know this voice is not even mine. It's not yeah. like it's my vo- a voice from my dad, from my parents, you know, and things like that. But I don't know. What's your view on that? When we yeah. shame ourselves for the n- things that we naturally want to, might might be wanting to do. Yeah, well, I think it's part of our individual deconditioning process, and that's going to look different for everyone. Um, something that's coming to mind for me is that, um, so this is getting into a bit more complicated human design, but one of the things that we share is we're both like um, inconsistent when it comes to like how our brain works, because there's like active or passive mm. brain. Passive brain is meant to be more, more inconsistent, etc. So when I when I get too much into routine and wanting to do things a certain way and at a certain time, whatever, like so much like tension builds up in me. And like I had this experience. So like I have a writing project that I'm working on. And, you know, at the beginning of January, I'm like, I'm going to work on it every single day. Right. In a way, this was good for me because I did need some discipline with it. But then last week it started to feel incredibly oppressive, (laughs) you know? And I was just Uh like, I can't do this to myself anymore. So I've since like taken some time off, I'm probably just not going to write that thing all week. And then I'm going to try to figure out a way to be flowy with it, but still have discipline. So for someone who is meant to be more consistent, who has active brain, it would probably be good for them to write at the same time every day, for example. Mm -hmm. So for me, yes, I was writing every day, but I wasn't like, oh, first thing in the morning after I do my morning stuff. I was like, no, no, sometimes it's at night. Sometimes it's the middle of the day. Sometimes it was in the morning. That provided me more flexibility, but still it got to a point last week where I was like, oh God, this is like choking me. Um, We can't do that. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to kind of see next week how I can like keep the discipline, but like flow with it more in a way that is feeling good. Yeah. Let's see. I love that story because I think it also showcases another thing that I'm really passionate about, which is receiving yourself as a blank canva every day and accepting that if your gut or your inner authority said yes to you having this consistency for like one week, it doesn't mean that it has to last your entire fucking life. You know, it can. And then you like the, I think that the challenge and the, the real experience is to keep checking in with your intuition, with your authority, with whatever your body. And then realizing that if at some point you grow out of that discipline, you grow, no, not even discipline. If you grow out of that uh, routine, 
of writing, whatever, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you are, ah, you can't keep up. Like you can't mm-hmm. do things until that. Yeah, you can't see, see things through and things like that, you know, and just honor yourself in that moment. However, like this really wise part of myself will say that, but whatever, but what my mind is telling me now is like, yeah, okay, but what if that's just self-sabotage and you're not allowing yourself to uh, finish that project? And then my intuition would say like, yeah, but maybe you weren't supposed to finish that project. And then the mind would be like, yeah, but how do you know? You know, it's like a constant duel, like a constant battleship. I know, It, it really, really can be. But with this thing in particular, like I... I do have trust that I will finish it, especially because like ideas for it, like keep coming in. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when it's not the right thing that will just stop. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I was inspired. um, I was inspired by that for this period of time, not anymore, whatever. Maybe I started writing the thing, which is still going to support me in the future. But with this, like it keeps being like, okay, Bianca, we have another idea. Let's go. So, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just, yeah, trusting that I will keep going, but I needed a little bit of space from it. And now it's like, okay, maybe I won't write every day. Maybe I'll just write Monday to Friday and give myself my my weekend, you know, yeah. um, as I do with the rest of my work most of the time anyway. So, yeah. 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 I, yeah, I feel like as we've mentioned before, I feel like checking in with your authority and following the energy, your energy is a challenge on its own because... I don't know. I have this belief that we grow up, we grew up in the um, household that we had to that would maybe implement certain beliefs that were against quote unquote our the way that we are naturally designed. So during our lives, the challenge would be to uh, decondition them and then learn from them. So, for example, I have to learn how to rest because everyone else in my family is very go 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 wakes up at six goes to sleep at 11 has consistent energy does a lot of things and here i am like uh what you know and i have to (laughs) learn how to hone into that and how to honor that um and like trust that maybe i could just experiment with that you know like sometimes i have this idea (laughs) of doing like uh a TikTok only on like experimenting with being a projector and being like day a day in my life of a projector. Today I woke up and I like didn't wake up with an alarm and then I worked for only four hours and then the other things that I did was to like cook and blah 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 and everything and then like oh this invitation showed up and things like that. Like so people because I would love to see someone doing mm-hmm. that, you know, like actually leaving their design and seeing like what shifts when you leave your design you know what happens how does it how does it impact your life how does your life get so much easier when you actually or not easier right because there's no easier or hard like maybe more flowy or I think in some ways it's easier right because you're not like going against yourself of course like there are still Mm. things that you're gonna have to devote yourself to and be a bit disciplined about but there is more ease in it because you don't feel like you're pushing yourself up against anything. Right. I loved, um, the story you told in like one of your previous episodes about how, when you like let go of eating a certain way, um, Mm. you, you coincidentally ended up like losing weight, which whatever, it's not always the goal, whatever, but you notice a difference in a positive way, which is the most important thing. Um, and I love that. Right. Because 
for you as someone who is both a projector and inconsistent, it's like, it's better for you to kind of like go with the flow a little more and not necessarily, you know, eat at the same times every single day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that about human design as well, because it's not only about one specific area of your life. You can apply it to your uh, health and wellness. You can apply it to everything, everything, like your career, your relationships, like everything. So I think it's really helpful. And so we talked about some of the ways that you do live your design. So do you have any ways that you are still kind of afraid of leaving it or like, where do you feel like it's, it brings up the most shame for you? Like for me, it's the rest and things like that. What, what do you feel like it's for you? Oh, such, such a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good question. Um, I really think like, I am very much sometimes still caught up in the, in the ego mind palace of things. And I I do still try to really think my way out of things. And Mm. this is something that I find more often than not shows up for me when it comes to like my business, to be totally honest. I feel like I have had really good breakthroughs in it where I just like step away a little bit, do something differently and then like get really nice, like insights that feel really good for my sacral but totally I'm still trying to like logic my way through things a lot of the time. Right. Um, but I am trying to notice more when, cause I think for a lot of sacral people, it feels quite physical. Like sometimes if it's a yes, it's like an expansion in my body. And if it's a no, it's a contraction. So yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to really tune into when the contractions happen <laughs> to just be like, okay, pause, like, let's recalibrate and and figure this out. Um, Yeah. Interesting. One thing that I was thinking about now while we were talking about this, do you, is there like, does human design talk about specific steps to start leaving your design and like, I'm going to get you it because Okay, so I, the way, and we both do the same work um, in our inner selves, like we met because of that. We we know a lot about like the blocks that we have, the traumas, the fears, the limiting beliefs. And we know that for us to have, to manifest the things that we want in our lives, we have to dissolve those blocks and those uh, fears and traumas and then reprogram them into um, high self-worth uh, beliefs and things like that. So I feel like when I see human design, I feel like the more you dissolve your blocks and fears and shame and limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs, the more easy it is to follow your your design and the way that you are meant to live in. Because I feel like it's the most, like the most, the more beliefs, uh, the more traumas that you dissolve and you transform and transmute, the closer in alignment you get to your inner self, to your aligned self. And then of course your aligned self is your design as well, Mm -hmm. because right, it's your energy. But it seems to me that sometimes, maybe I'm wrong, so that's my question, that human design talks a lot about like, this is how you should be doing it, but they don't necessarily talk about like, you need to um, 
do the inner work, quote unquote, or look at your traumas and 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 fears and those energetic blocks, so you can finally uh, get closer to your energetic like design and to leave your design. It feels to me that sometimes it's just like this is it, like just do it. But mm-hmm. then you, of course, run into a lot of uh, mental blocks. You know. Yes. So I think. If I'm if I'm going to try to speak about it in a very simple way, it's almost like the process you described, like it can also be the opposite, right? So it can be like if we're doing our best to live by our human design, right, to honor our energy type, our strategy and authority, I think that naturally some of those blocks will dissipate or be transmuted, mm. right? It again, it might not be easy, it might feel uncomfortable at first. But I think naturally we're going to find ourselves um, kind of dissolving some of those blocks or or dealing with them in a way, just in a different way. So I think kind of the opposite can be true because it's almost like um, I was doing this meditation this morning and, you know, like with the mind-body connection, it's like the mind can affect the body, but the body can also affect the mind. Mm. So if human design is ideally kind of tuning into our body more, then that can affect our mind, Right. Because if we're making better decisions for us, maybe that like primes our mind to process things differently or to not fixate on certain certain thoughts or for certain beliefs to shift. Interesting. I really like that perspective. I really do. Yeah, I think that it kind of ends up going hand in hand in hand. Like once you start leaving, and then like once you start leaving your design, things will start showing up, and then they will dis- like you will with your awareness, with your authority, everything you will start dissolving them, and then making space should be more and more and more your authentic self, your aligned self, and then one thing kind of like feeds into the other. But mm-hmm. yeah, very interesting. You know, to think about question ourselves. Yeah. I think also like for us people that are, you know, working on ourselves, we're really into self-improvement, these different spiritual tools. I think it's also just good, you know, along the journey to like check in with, is this, is this tool serving me right now? Do I need to take a break? Do I want to try something new? Right. Like not ever thinking that like one thing is the be all end all. Like I love Mm. human design, but I don't think it's the be all end all. Right. Like I use a lot Mm -hmm. of different things in my, in my practice with my clients. And if someone needs more of another thing, like that's fine. I'm not like, but you have to, you know, know Mm -hmm. your type. It's like, whatever, it's like, whatever works for you, you know, whatever is going to get you there is, is totally fine. Um, And it has to resonate with you. You can't like force it to resonate with you. Yeah, because the first, first, first time that I saw it and I was like, you're a projector, you have to wait for the invitation, you don't have energy. I was like, oh, fuck you, you know, <laughs> like I don't mm-hmm. want to be constricted by this by this limiting belief. But at some, so I used to have this thing with like labels that I hated them. I was like, fuck labels, like I can believe anything about myself, I can create anything, it can be whatever I want. But after I started and like, so at first I really like, didn't like it I was like no you're not gonna tell me what I am and what I'm not and it's really interesting because when I read about manifesting generators I felt more like a manifesting generator than a projector because I constantly start things that I don't finish and I'm always judging myself for that and I'm always like saying things that people are like oh this is like you know but that's a little bit of the projector is thing 
anyways, so I was like, oh, is this actually me? Like I tried different times as well. Like this fucking thing doesn't change, but whatever. The guide thing, sometimes I can see it because some people come, a lot of people come to me for advice and things like that. And I can, but after a while, like when I came back to it with another pair of eyes, I saw it in a more liberating way. So instead of seeing it as like, this is constrictive, I started seeing this as a, okay, this is helpful for me to learn more about myself. I don't have to live by it. Like, oh my God, I can't invite myself over for to a friend's house or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. take it to the extreme but also know that this can be a tool for me to um, learn how to navigate the world more easily and also have the permission slip I think this is the thing that it gave me the most the permission slip to show up as naturally how I want to show up so I don't think that anyone needs to know anything like their human design their astrology their anything because if you really hone into your intuition and if you really hone into your authenticity, you will do it naturally. Yeah. But if you don't have the, the conditioning of all of those things. So naturally, I would rest more. Naturally, I wouldn't wake up with an alarm. Naturally, I would like just do this podcast and not even care about money, you know, because this is what I love doing and honing mm-hmm. to my passion and things like that. And then the tricky thing, like the challenge is to actually go through the deconditioning so you can be more of your authenticity, you know, so you can be the thing that you're naturally wanting to be. And that maybe learning about the way that you uh, connect your intuition will show you that you don't have to learn how to connect your intuition from that spiritual teacher that spiritual guide maybe you have to learn from somewhere else maybe you have to just be in nature and learn how to feel you know there's so many ways that you can learn about all of these things and then like really learn how to use them um but yeah for me at some point it was more of a permission slip to be whoever i naturally feel like i am but i also don't want don't take it to the extreme of like feeling constricted by it like I have a friend of mine he only and he's a digital nomad as well he's a human design teacher he's a projector he only um he leaves it to like an extreme he will only travel to places that he's invited to so he won't move countries if he's not if he doesn't receive a clear invitation and for a while, like I've been traveling around a lot and for a while, like that's what I did, but not intentionally, like the invitations just kept showing up. So like Portugal, Brazil, Portugal, like went to Portugal because I was invited. Then I received another invitation for the UK then. Uh, and then like, the, it's interesting because um, the place that I ended up living in Portugal, I wasn't invited to go there, but I was led by a friend. So a friend of mine told me like, you should go there. And I was like, mm-hmm. Ugh whatever disgusting not will not go there but then eventually had to go back to it when i went back to it it was like you know what fuck it i'll just go she wasn't there and invited me to go but she led me there in a way you know and then the way i ended up in greece no one invited me to come to greece but i just felt called to come you know and Mm -hmm. i have ancestry from here so in my mind i was like maybe my ancestors ancestors are, are inviting me to come but at some point, I'm like, I'm not going to live by this thing like every single second because otherwise I'm also not honoring what I'm feeling internally and also another version of myself that is my intuition that is telling me things, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, I also feel like 
the waiting to respond or waiting for the invitation like the invitation can show up in different ways as the yes. responding can show up as like a instagram post the invitation can be like a sensei i don't know you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i think and and i think it's also up for interpretation depending on whoever is reading your chart um so i feel that there are like a lot of layers for us to just think it's one way and then that's it you know and also with the projector invitation thing that's more for like big life things you know what I mean like correct me if I'm wrong but I would say like you going to Greece that wasn't necessarily going to be your forever place you're just like Mm. this feels right to me at the moment yeah and it's almost like you feel like an energetic invitation right with with the wait for the invitation it's more to like share your expertise with people Mm. you know like that's yeah. the main thing. Like you don't want to um, force your guidance on someone who isn't mm-hmm. open to receive it. So I, to me, it's more about that. Like that's what I see as being more important for projectors to be mindful of versus like, I can't go anywhere because no one invited me to Australia <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know, like I want to go to Australia, <laughs> but no one's inviting me. So I'm just going to wait yeah. here. But you can also be like, Hey, Australian people I know I'm interested in coming like I want to do these things what do you think and then maybe someone says hey like come on over to Sydney and do your thing here you know like it can be like that too it doesn't have to be like I'm sitting on my couch really waiting for someone to say anything about something that I'm interested in you know I don't know that's that's how I interpret it but whatever works for people yeah, I think it's an endless experiment, you know, like one day you try something and then you feel really icky about it. And then the other time you're like, okay, I'm not going to force. Like, remember that I asked you about dating and projectors? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I was like, like Bumble, for example, <laughs> because the woman has to talk to the man. So I was like, oh my God, I can't invite them because I'm a projector. And I'm like, well, fuck this, you know, it ended up that, yeah honestly me and my boyfriend we it was it's really interesting because both of us are projectors I never in like no I did invite him for some things but it kept happening that we both were invited to the same thing so that's how we met in the first place we both were invited yeah for the same like event and then that happened again and then that happened and then one time I invited him like of course like I invited him to one thing and then he invited me to another thing, but we kept like being together on group settings in which mm-hmm. both of us were invited for things. We were never the ones who were necessarily setting the thing up, but more like one person would initiate the whole thing. And then we both ended up there. And that's how we created our connection because we started being friends first. Yeah. So it's really interesting because with the other guys, like I felt like whenever I was in Boom, I hated it. I don't think I, I think, I, yeah, I went on. No, I think maybe two Bumble dates that really were like good. One of them, the guy was a projector as well. And the other, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting to see how like I didn't feel really great in Bumble. I was like, ah, I feel like I have to spend so much energy just to send a high. You know, I felt like that wasn't in alignment. But at the same time, I was like, am I creating this or or is it how I actually feel? You know, or am I just creating this reality because that's what I believe. Yeah. So I would actually argue, like, if we're looking at Bumble, like, 
you're creating the opportunity for an invitation just like by being there. And the invitation is someone matching with you, right? Like, so Mm. you don't have to feel weird about initiating that conversation because like the invitation part of it happened before that. Like the person uh, is inviting you to talk to them. I would, I would argue like that's how I would kind of see it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like those reframes, you know, because sometimes it can feel very passive, like especially for the generators, uh, projectors, it can feel like, okay, just uh, sit there and uh, wait to respond and wait. Wait and wait and wait. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you're like, fuck waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From human design, what do you feel is like, is there a specific your your specific like quirky or specific part of human design that you love the most and mm. that is that we question. haven't touched on maybe i'm gonna look at a chart and tell you um mm, i think digestion is pretty interesting again it's like it goes deeper a little bit but i do find it really interesting because so for example so digestion in human design is how you digest food but also in some ways information and just life in general and so um for me i'm um what's it called like nervous touch slash buzzing which is a funny word whatever okay. kind of term for it. Really but it just means that i need some kind of like external stimulation when i'm eating which makes mm. total sense because if i am eating alone in complete silence to me, that's like a nightmare. And like, I might like overeat or like eat something weird, whatever, you know, it's just, it's just Mm -hmm. not a good situation for me versus like my ideal is like, I'm at a restaurant with people. Like Mm. I, I'm just like, the food is entering my body in the best way and moving through my body in like the most amazing way. Or so if I'm at home, um, if I'm at home and I'm just like taking a work break, I'll like put a show on like, and that mm-hmm. feels really good for me, but that's not correct for everyone. Right. But once I realized that I was like, this makes so much sense. Cause, cause I think also, I don't know, maybe people who are really into yoga or things like that will be like, no, no, you have to be in like one with the food when you're eating. And that is correct for some people, but not really for me. I don't want to be in chaos. Like I don't want to be, you know, there's a fire going on and I'm eating my lunch, but like, but (laughs) I I just need something like I need to be listening to a podcast. I need to be in conversation with someone at a restaurant, um, whatever outside and and stuff's going on or, or watching a show like that works really, really well for me. I love that. When I first uh, understood my digestion, I was also really intrigued. Mine is indirect light, so it means that I can't like eat or digest. Like my my brain during like if it's really sunny, my brain kind of like goes into relaxation mode, so it turns off like completely. And it's really interesting because, again a lot of health wellness, health and wellness experts, they will say like, you have to wake up and eat first thing in the morning because the circadian rhythm works like that. And then you have to eat with the sun. And then at night, you shouldn't eat that much and blah, blah, blah. And naturally, I've always been someone that even if I woke up earlier, I would only be hungry at like 11 a.m. So I would never feel hungry in the morning. And then later in the night, I would just eat more naturally. And then I would digest pretty well. Like it would never impact my, my sleep necessarily. Um, and then 
I talked about this on my previous episode on the podcast that I then tried to fit into this mode of like the circadian eating eating rhythm way because like this woman had a lot of scientific research and blah, blah, blah. And then sure, it worked for me for like a period of time, but then it just felt like I was bumping my head against the wall because I was trying to force something that really wasn't natural for me. And I was trying to keep this control this control in my routine and I was trying to just fit into this mode that I really didn't fit in and it was so uncomfortable so after this like month that I was kind of like all over the place uh, just resting a lot and not doing anything consistent not um, eating super early because I couldn't even wake up early in the first place and everything and then I lost weight I was like what the fuck like actually this thing works like why can't I just accept that this is my natural self, you know, and there are so many people that say like, you have to be one with the food, you can't listen to anything while you're eating, apply Reiki to your food and things like that. And it's like, you know, it's not like that for everyone. And this is what I love about like human design. It's like, just go with your natural instincts, you know, and don't shame it, don't judge it. Because Sometimes it is what's going to, sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is what's going to be the best for you, you know? And um, for me, like whenever, if I eat in the sun, I get like, I feel like I don't, like the food doesn't go down and I get super uncomfortable because I feel like, like my nose is running. I get like, I get like, ah, I don't know. I get really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable, but like I, I don't know. I feel like I always try to eat in the sun because I love the sun. And I'm like, oh my God, let me just be here in the balcony. But then when I'm there, I'm like, this feels super icky. And then I go inside, I eat and then I go out, you know? So it's really about honing into your body and everything. And then interesting also how this comes, um, how this relates to you digesting information as well. Very interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's just interesting. Like I remember when I was a kid, I loved like when I'd come home after school, I'd have like a snack watching TV, Mm. you know, but it's, and, and I don't know, it was just such a soothing experience for me. Mm -hmm. Right. But then when we'd have dinner, if no one was really talking, if it wasn't really like, you know, lively, I'd just be like, Oh, Hey, here I am eating this pasta or whatever. Right. (laughs) So it's just so nice to just be like, no, it's totally okay for me to watch TV while I'm eating. It is what it is, you know? Um, and not and not get too trapped in that programming of like no you need to do it this way or that way right and like there's always so much like health and wellness information out there there's like a plethora mm-hmm. of it we we really just got to go back to like what resonates with us cuz there's so many different ways to be healthy like there truly is you know you can eat only meat you can eat only vegetables blah 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 but like if it doesn't feel good to you in your body it doesn't it doesn't matter whatever kind of diet you're on cuz i think honestly so many different kinds of diets can be like scientifically proven to be beneficial for people. Right. So it's like, you can't just go with what, what science says all the time. Right. Cause we're all so unique. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I always have this, um, little like curiosity on like getting all of the human design charts of everyone that was in the research and see if that research worked for it. Like the circadian <laughs> rhythm people, like the generate the, like the people who have like, um, like a specific type of light. And then the, the ones that it didn't work, if it was like in the indirect light ones, like I'm always really curious about having research, like wellness research done based on your human design, you know? Yeah. I don't know. 
that would, that would be, be really, really cool. And it's also like just in general, like so many studies aren't done on women or they're not done on yeah. like women that have their periods. Like they're maybe done on like postmenopausal women or something. So it's like <laughs> a lot of this research, like maybe doesn't even apply to us. So like take it with a very big grain of grain. salt and just like, you know, make sure that like, whatever, you're still going to the doctor and everything. And like, as long as your levels for things are fine and you feel good, then it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, um, I have a few, like a couple of more questions for you. Cause we've been talking for a long time now mm -hmm. at this point, um, which I'm really enjoying and could stay on here for like ever. Yeah. But... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, since the theme of this podcast is authenticity and like your authentic self and even in alignment with your intuition and your, you know, whoever you're, you came here to be and your uniqueness and everything. My question for you is, how do you think human design helps you to get closer to your authenticity slash your authentic self? Well, I think it's, gets you more in touch with the body's wisdom, right? And therefore is getting you more in touch with your soul. And so instead of getting caught up in the games of the ego, in the shoulds, in the, this is what I have to do, you know, your soul, your soul probably has another plan, right? And so it's just, it's just one way to understand your soul better. And like, what it wants and what direction it would like to move into just like some other modalities, right? Like astrology can show you that in other ways too, for example, like other, other things like this, but um, yeah, but human design is, is certainly a way to, it can, it can give you just like a very simple roadmap when it comes down to it. Like we make it complicated because it's scary to not use our mind but it is simple. Like if we were to just like, I don't know, I'm imagining like if I have kids and like knowing their human design, are you kidding me? Like that would be so cool. Like they're not going to turn out perfect, obviously, yeah. but how amazing would it be to know like, okay, my kid's a manifester. I'm not going to force him to go to a certain type of school if he's not down for it. Like he, he's just going to do what he's going to do, you know? And I, and I just have mm -hmm. to like yeah. support him how I can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like also human design is like a shortcut to your soul, you know, in a way, you know, it's a shortcut, a shortcut to how your soul came into earth to be and to act so it could fulfill its purpose. And if you just allow yourself to naturally fall back onto that, you will naturally put yourself in the path that your soul kind of came here to go through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, honestly, sometimes it can be more about like catching yourself being too much in your head, right? Like that can be like a really good first step to, to just be like, oh, I'm like, processing this or making this decision like fully based on like what's happening up here like sometimes it can just really be about like dropping more into your body like noticing that and then dropping more into your body not even being like oh my god like what's my sacral saying just being like okay pause <laughs> like we're getting caught up in the mind let's like 
you know, feel into the heart or just somewhere like lower down in your body and, and kind of go, go from there. Right. It doesn't have to be so like human designy language that can help, but, um, just noticing when we're too much up here, you know? Yeah. I love that. Cause I feel like it's ultimately a mental way to bring the mind into understanding of how to basically drop into your body, you know, because sometimes the mind also is like dropping your body is like, okay, how, you know, because it's the ego. It has to see like steps. It has to see like a little structure, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that human design, sometimes it's, it does that. It like structurally shows you what you can do to basically drop into your body and what part of your body you might be needing to pay more attention to. But if you would, ne- I don't know why, this is my belief. I think that if you would naturally drop into your body, you would already know what type, what part of you is already is calling more, like it's calling for your attention more, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. for splenic or if you naturally need to bounce things off of people, you would go down to your body and then naturally you would like, I feel like I want to talk about this, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's very body for sure. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very body focused. And like the point is, it's not that in life we don't use our mind, right? Like we we're mm-hmm. meant to use our mind when we're like, sharing our gifts with people or, you know, like that kind of thing. It's just the mind is not meant to make decisions. Make decisions. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Love that. And my last question for you is just um, for for you to tell us a little bit about your offerings and the beautiful knowledge and gifts and yeah, everything that you're bringing into this world and how people can, can... Uh, make use of those gifts or I don't know just you know being with you yeah um so I my website is lifeforcesinc.com on Instagram I'm lifeforces underscore Bianca on TikTok I'm lifeforcesinc so those are the ways to connect with me and as of now uh what's what's happening is uh I have this program called Cosmic Clarity 2.0 which is um, like a six-week one-on-one program with me. And so I use human design, but also astrology, also other things um, to kind of get you to your 2.0 version, right? To connect more with your soul, with your path, um, to help you connect more with your intuition, like according to human design. So to be able to use your authority better, um, to understand your energy, to understand your soul, like you know, see where you're at astrologically, all that stuff. So yeah, to find out more about that, you can send me a DM or you can go to my website, lifeforcesinc.com, et cetera. And I have been offering courses. So I'm thinking about offering, because I had a Thrive with Human Design, like four-week course to learn about it more in depth. So I am still seeing with my with my sacral, like what's the deal with that, you know, um, if I want to teach that again or in what format that's going to be. So anyway, any updates you'll be able to find on my website, Instagram, et cetera. And yeah, that's all I got for now. Amazing. Um, I'll put all of the links for your handles and your website and everything on the description of this episode for sure. And do you have like, what is the thing, like the biggest transformation that you've seen with your clients in the past? 
I think it's a lot about clarity and self-acceptance. So getting clarity on where you're at and kind of knowing your next steps, or at least knowing how to get to your next steps if you're not sure. And then just self-acceptance. Like when I tell people like, you know, this is your human design type and explain it. They're like, ah, you know, they often like breathe a sigh of relief, but it's not just about knowing your type. It's about like understanding the nuances of it. And this is also why I like working with astrology because we see how those interplay together because it does, it does interact in an interesting way. So I would say those two things like clarity and self-acceptance for sure. That's amazing because I do believe that those things then bring you so much ease in your life right because you're then making decisions in alignment with everything that you just described that you also help uh, people understand and then you can live with so much more ease with so much more um, alignment as well like flow all of the things you know like when you're doing them in your life and knowing everything that you just described you just are closer to your soul and who who doesn't want to be closer to their soul seriously let's be honest yeah (laughs) amazing oh my god thank you so much like i wish that you could receive the immensity of gratitude that i feel for you and this conversation that we just had we talked for almost three hours which i'm surely gonna split into two episodes but this was so amazing i'm like blown away by you your gifts your knowledge and the expansiveness of this conversation so i'm really really grateful i hope this episode reaches everyone that it needs to reach and that it just helps people you know allow themselves to be who they are authentically so thank you so much you're amazing um, so I love happy. that. Thank you so much, Kemi. I'm yeah, I'm so happy to be here and, and chat with you. And thanks for thanks for having this platform. 